genre. Welcome to the Jane Silent Bob Minute. We're covering the movie Chasing Amy, one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 105, quite possibly the greatest douchebag minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkash. And I'm Mike Cummins from the Stellar Dynamics podcast. All right. So we are at the con for our first full minute there. Um, this minute starts with looking for Mr. Holden and ends with uh, some fingers crossed. Crossed, not finger cuffs. It's different. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> Yeah, so we start with Ethan, Ethan Suplee talking and Jason Lee trying not to go into the weird backstory of how everything blew up because this is pre-internet where everybody didn't know everything that happened. Right. <laughs> Nowadays, so, you could just look it up and be like, oh, look how this little company broke up. This entire minute is Ethan Suplee talking, just talking and talking. Yeah, but most of it's them ignoring him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. His big monologue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's my big monologue. And they're like, yeah, we're going to fade out for most of it, honestly. <laughs> it's like could you come in and do some adr we're really not going to play it so this is a year later is this the first time these two have seen each other that's not possible well they had to move out of the apartment right they had to finish the the artwork of the book am i to believe that they did the blunt man and chronic death issue because that wasn't on the table so they had to write color ink all that shit that whole issue they did that without being in contact with each other they could be sending it back and forth yeah so do you honestly think that was the last time they saw each other maybe like Let's say that day, because they probably ran into each other again at some point. I think it's been an extended amount of time since the last time they've seen each yeah, other. Yeah, I would say it may not have been a year, but we, this could have been 10, 11 months since they've seen each other. Yeah, I, seems, I believe that. Banky seems way too happy to see him for it to have not been a long time. Well, you know, I mean, once the emotions aren't heated anymore, like, nothing seems quite as bad. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I've seen like friends that I that we've had like a blowing up one, that, and then we see each other years and years later. It's like nothing ever. It's like nothing. Who gives a shit? Get over yeah. it. And it seems like these two just kind of like got over. It. And I I, it, I I do like the scene between the two of them. I think this whole minute is a nice little heartwarming minute between the two friends. But what I enjoy about it is that the animosity is gone. But like yeah. he doesn't run over, give him a big hug. They're not best friends again. It's just like, no, we're good. Like the hatchet is buried, but like we're not really friends anymore. <laughs> right. I don't think I, so. I see them still as friends. I think the whole minute shows that they're still friends. I don't really think they are. Maybe I think they're friends is too is too far, but they're you know they go out and have a. They're beer friendly. Together, I, here's the thing. I don't think they would go out to have a beer together. I think if a group of ten was going out, they could be in that group. Okay, that's but that's, yeah, yeah. I think they could be friends of friends at this point. They're no longer like, hey, how about me and you go catch a movie? Like that shit's never happening again. But if. If it was those two and Hooper and a couple other people were like, hey, we're all going out to the wherever tonight, to the bar. We're going to Meow Mix tonight. Like, they could go there. They could go in a group setting. But then so, that one group setting then leads into a bigger really, a bigger friendship again. Next thing you know, they're fucking. Next thing you know, they're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Is Alyssa involved? Absolutely not. <laughs> she was never involved. Yeah. <laughs> he does hold up. It's got to be a while because he holds up the Baby Dave comic and gives him a thumbs up. So... Banky didn't even know he read it until just then. So, well, I'm assuming that's what he started because he—I think he was doing that shit on the side, like he was drawing those pictures. I think, but like he oh, probably okay. did that comic. But that's a quick, ni- again, a nice quick turnaround time for like he's had enough comics out where he gets a booth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had a booth at a con, at a small con before. I mean, we didn't really do anything; just sat there on a cooler and drank beer the whole time. But we've had a booth. <laughs> really? What were you selling? Uh, it was my first my first podcast years ago, probably like eight 
eight or nine years ago, I had this podcast. It was, you know, before the big podcast boom, I was I was at the ground floor of it, and it was just some fucking, you know, shitty nerd roundtable geek talk, whatever. Uh, and we just had this, like, there was this local con up the street at this uh, hotel, but it was pretty popular. There were, like, some pretty good artists, uh, comic book artists there. And uh, we just had a booth with our friends who also had a podcast, and we just... Uh, we just shared drinks and uh, hung out the whole time. It was great. I really, it was really one of the best, uh, best, best experiences of my life. Did you put like a sign up that said your podcast? Or something? Oh yeah, we had a sign oh. up. We had like a little, you know, we had like little flyers and shit. It, it was hard to, it's, it's hard to promote a podcast at a con. It was just like something for us to do on the weekend. Yeah, we were thinking of trying to get into one of the podcast festivals this year. That I'm pretty sure we could have got in, and then the fucking world ended. So like, right. so much for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> there was supposed to be the big movies by minutes meetup this year. It was going to be in Philly, so we could actually go. Right. They have a big uh, podcast thing at uh, Tattooed Moms on South Street in Philadelphia, too. That we, yeah, that's the one where I was going to go to because yeah. we knew a couple of the people we podcasted with go there. I'm like, oh, this would be great. We'll go over there. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, nobody's going anywhere. And <laughs> lockdown. Yeah. Well, you know what the bitch about the stupid lockdown is? Is now celebrities are so bored that they're starting to do podcasts at oh, like yeah. a higher rate. And you're like, motherfucker. That's what I said. What's going to happen is it's going to be like um, – Try to think of like two or two minor figures in View Askew that could. And now it's not going to be say it's not Jay and it's not going to be any of the the Tell Him Steve Dave guys. Who would be Harris. two minor people who could start doing the same thing we're doing and make a fuck ton of money doing it? Oh yeah, you could definitely get a couple. Like who? You, you get somebody. You get like Ethan Suplee and like fucking Dwight Yule, and you're like, mm-hmm. well, we're dead. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, hey, we're going to do these movies. They don't have to do a minute at a time. They could do it like we're going to do it scene by scene. And we're like, well, there goes our listenership. <laughs> Like I just started, and now I started listening to uh, somebody's doing two people that were on the the Star Trek Voyager are doing it episode by episode. Well, you know, there's got to be nerds out there doing it episode by episode. But like, how do you compete with people that were on the show? You can't. (laughs) Who is it? Uh, Is it Harry Kim doing it? You you got one of them. There's two of them. Who do you think the other one is? Harry Kim and uh, I'm gonna guess not Tom Paris because I think he's like a right winger now. Um, uh, Who could it be? Because I don't know. Who is it? You were right the first time. It's fucking it was Tom Paris. Tom Paris? Oh. I listened to the first episode. I'm like, I'm going to give this a shot to see if it's any good. He seems kind of um, um, bland, uh, Tom Paris does. But the other guy who was bland as fuck on the show is actually pretty – Like he, I'm like, oh, this is a guy that could host a podcast because he's actually got some life to him, which is hilarious because he was fucking bland as toast on that show. He was uh, – he had a he had a, like a web series, not even a web series. They were, they were putting out episodes. It was him, Harry Kim. Uh, the guy that played Nog on Deep Space Nine. Oh yeah, yeah and somebody else. But yeah, and then after Nog died. But yeah, but I, he is—he is pretty good. He's got a—he knows how to—he knows how to—he looks like he's done enough cons where he knows he now he knows, knows what to talk about. Yeah, he's got like the Kevin Smith thing of like, yeah, I've done this enough. I know what to talk about. Like, exactly. He, he, I only listened to one episode, but he definitely directs the show of like, yeah, we're talking about this, this, and this. And half it's him talking about shit, and then the other guy going like, I don't remember that. <laughs> well, you're helpful. Uh, I'm going to have to listen to it. I like Voyager somewhat. It's, it hasn't been on that long. It's only been like five episodes. So we're going to promote a different podcast, The Delta Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> not on this network, not Movies by Minutes. I have no idea why we're promoting it or how the fuck Voyager even got brought up. <laughs> but My girlfriend wanted to start a Deep Space Nine podcast with me. I was like, oh, oh here we, we know no, enough about it. Well, that I mean, <laughs> okay, here we'll, we'll go over to Chris. So, Chris, what do you think of Voyager? You got a hot take on Voyager? Yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad they don't sing on it. That's all. Oh, I thought you were going to say, listen, the hot take would have been, it's my favorite Star Trek series. That would have been a hot take. <laughs> that would have been a hot take. <laughs> it's got its moments. You can't say it doesn't have its moments. 
<laughs> the Year of Hell, great episodes. I would say it is probably the only Star Trek series any individual episode ever made me almost physically crying was one of their episodes. Only because it's an episode that involves a kid and I just had we just had our daughter. So it's one of those like um, I, I won't. It's I don't know if you've ever, if you've seen all the episodes. It's one where the um, the doctor he like makes a family. Oh yeah, that was that was it's, a, that was a heart wrenching episode. It's fucking traumatic as hell. So yeah. like I'm sitting there and like you know I got like my six month old daughter with me and he's just like something happens to his kid. The kid gets sick or hits their head or some shit and they're like, oh we have to let you die. Ooh, and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> I'm watching this to escape from my life. <laughs> You're killing me here. <laughs> It's one of those little like I'm just gonna shut this off. No reason. No reason. I'm just gonna watch something else. <laughs> I didn't shut it off for any reason. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> you're crying. <laughs> it's the same thing. I was driving home one time from North Carolina and I was listening to a um, Stephen King audiobook and it's like two in the morning. I'm driving through like you know North Carolina, Virginia, and I'm like listening to Tim Curry reading one of the stories from like Night Shift, and I'm like click shut it off and i'm like nah, i'm not scared i just shut that off for no reason i'm gonna listen i'm thinking i'm gonna listen to music for a little while listen to hamilton for a minute <laughs> listen to a little hamilton I'm keep me awake i'm not gonna miss my shot not gonna miss my exit <laughs> i'm gonna miss my exit i'm pretty sure I, i'm gonna die out here <laughs> all right so uh did anybody have a hat like banky the uh, that was a that was a hip move back in 1997 the little flat cap on backwards yeah, I never wore it backwards. I did have like a little trucker cap like that, but never yeah. wore it backwards. <laughs> his also looks a little big for him, but whatever. It, it, it is a little huge on his head. Or either big or not broken in. Right, right. Like they just pulled it off the shelf and stuck it on his head. It like almost looks like a, like an Ushanka or like a Russian hat. It's very big on his head. It is. It's giant on his head. Is that what that's called? A, I think a Ushanka? A, yeah. Yeah, I think we had a little Russian stuff with you before. On yeah, you seem, I, I do remember that. You, know, you seem to know a lot about the, the uh, motherland. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like that. That's come up again, eh, comrade? Uh, <laughs> so, what do you feel about Hamilton, that good old American play? <laughs> oh, yeah, great American, uh, American great. Uh, yeah, American. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love America. <laughs> He's like, so Ethan Suplee says, I guess they shouldn't have killed off Chronic. Really? You shouldn't have killed off the main character, the third fucking issue? I guess not. <laughs> he asked a question. He said, uh, who'd look better? And he was, he, the, the, the argument he got into with the, oh, the, yeah. his buddy he created the comic book club with. And I couldn't hear exactly what he said, but it, the argument was, who'd look better in bare legs? And I didn't know if he was saying Electro or Electra. Or Robin. I think he said Electra. I think it's Electra. Electra. Oh, yeah. I thought he said Electro, and I was like, "That's weird." Either, either way, it's so weird. But yeah. well, I mean, so it's Electro. if you're thinking of two like at the pro- time, probably two kids, the two 15 year old kids, and they're like, "Who do you think looks best in bare legs?" The one guy goes Electra. Okay, that's fair enough. The other guy goes Robin. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Which one do you think Ethan was uh, was advocating for? It sounds like Robin the way he says. Yeah, it feels like sounds like Robin. Like he, yeah. he, and not even like from like a homosexual standpoint. Like I feel like he's just a purist. Yeah, where he's just like, listen, there's nothing to do with sexuality. It's just look at those legs. Look, they're toned. They're whatever. And like he's that guy. And you're like, dude, I just I was trying to make a joke about a hot girl in a comic book, and you're making it weird. No, but like look at the look at his legs, man. They're like tree trunks. Are great. Oh, look at the look at the musculature. And like you're like, oh my god. Like why did I get into this conversation? <laughs> You got to be careful with comic book people. There's some conversations you just don't want to get in. Oh, I know. 
Next thing you know, you find yourself arguing in a position that you just do not give a shit about. You're like, why am I arguing about who the ninth best X-Men is? I, sounds like I need every, to get out of this conversation. It sounds like every episode of Big Bang Theory I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I, I don't watch that piece of shit. So <laughs> I watched a couple episodes. It's one of those ones that like my family keeps telling me how much I'll love it. And I'm like, no, I won't love it. You don't understand. They're making fun of geeks, you idiot. I was like, that's the whole point. They're making fun of everything that I like. And I was like, and they're not hilarious. I'm like, wow, those jokes are great. I mean, they would be great if I didn't, you know, know everything you're about to say because it's the most formulaic show on TV. But yeah, it's great though. I love it. <laughs> it's that's also my hot take on Two and a Half Men. To me, they're the they're the same show. Yeah. One's for like douchey right wing guys. The other one's for douchey left wing guys. Hey, we all got our stuff. <laughs> Oh, oh, you said probably shouldn't have killed off Chronic. Did you? Did you hear his next Banky's next line after that? Doesn't he, he says, just say "Guess not" or something? He says "Guess not." Some doors just shouldn't be opened. Yeah, <laughs> like the door, like the door to your uh, homosexuality, <laughs> yep. which, um, spoiler alert, is one hundred percent going to be opened. <laughs> no, that they don't, they don't finish that off in this movie, though. Right? No, no, they no, don't finish it off for a couple movies. Yeah, okay. And I, I would say it's hinted at, but it's not hinted at. It's flat out said. It's said. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, there was a. There was a Baby Dave's Winter special that it featured a door to death. So that means Baby Dave's been around long enough to not only have a regular run, but to have a winter special. Yeah, it had a, I mean, he must be, he's there signing by himself. So, and I mean, Ethan Suplee says you don't need that guy anyway. You do great stuff without him. Which is <laughs> funny because he was just a fucking tracer. <laughs> uh, we get a call back to the shared moment. So it was nice that Banky remembered that symbol, unless he made this, this little symbol all the time. Right. His little shared moment thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, would you remember it if I did it one time and then I did it a year later? No. You know we lost Mike, right? Yeah, I was just trying to look for my um, email and then send him an email. <laughs> <laughs> he is gone. Mike is gone. He didn't want to hear your fucking hot Hamilton takes anymore. He's done he, with you. He's done. He got mad at me and, and punched he me got out. Mad. He got mad. He's oh, out. He's back. He's back. <laughs> we thought you didn't like my Hamilton takes and punched <laughs> out on us. I had never seen my PC crash like that. That was crazy. <laughs> All right. I don't remember what the fuck I was talking about. Probably something dumb. <laughs> oh, I was talking about he just brought back the shared moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought back the sign of the like, shared moment. So was this a is this a move that Banky used all the time with his fingers like that? Or did he remember that he did the shared moment for him? <laughs> from at least a year ago. Yeah, from a year ago. Remember that symbol I made one time a year ago? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, maybe you would remember it if it, it ended up being the thing that forecast and led into your entire relationship with your best friend yeah. spiraling out of control and ending. Good for him for uh, for calling for doing a callback for it, though. Yeah. That's why I think there's still like a friendship there because you you know you got this little secret the secret code that you're speaking between each other and you still remember the code and that kind of thing. Yeah, but the, I think the problem is they do have the secret code because they were best friends for years, but I don't think they can ever go back to being like that again they could never be best friends again yeah i think they can be friendly which is where i think they're at now there's the outside possibility that they could be friends again but i don't think they're ever you know they're never the way they were <laughs> yeah someone queered that relationship to steal something from the earlier in the movie it's just so sad <laughs> <laughs> well he indicates hey there's something over there which we're going to find out later is Alyssa, and he crosses his fingers if I was Banky, I'd be like, do you think you're going to go over there and, and like get back together with her? Right. <laughs> because right. that's not going to happen. <laughs> he never gives up. I think he really does think that. Huh? He never gives up. 
<laughs> no, that would be awful if he went over there and was just like gave her that book and was like, "You could be fucked now." <laughs> hey, how about that threesome? <laughs> is it too late? Is the, is the threesome totally off the table? I still got those two bottles of wine and those three glasses in my car. <laughs> that would be a bold move. I mean, it'd be dumb, but it'd be bold. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to respect them for it. Well, I guess that's one way of putting it. You have to respect them for it. <laughs> well, do you think uh, Jason Lee and Ethan Suplee knew that they, they were going to share these... Uh, these two quick scenes together, one at the beginning and one at the end, and then be on a TV show for five years together. Somebody liked the, the two of them together. Somebody liked the <laughs> chemistry. <laughs> well, I think what happened was Jason Lee got cast in that show. Okay. And then they were, like, trying out people for the other role. And they were like, Ethan Sipley was one of the people. He's like, oh, hey, you, should, you should pick him. <laughs> <laughs> that show is one of those shows that has not a very good conceit and was way better than it should have been. I never really watched it. Never watched okay. it, yeah. It's, it's, it is pretty good. It wasn't something you could just jump in either. You didn't know what the hell was going on. Well, you could jump in, but it was just like... The, the whole conceit is that he he gets a lottery ticket for like $100,000, but he's kind of like a piece of shit. Right. And he's like, I'm going to... You know, I got this lottery ticket. And he gets hit by a car. He's <laughs> fucking put in a hospital. So then he's like, all right, I'm going to reform all my ways. So he makes a list of everything he's ever done wrong. It's like 175 things. And every episode, he goes out and tries to fix one of those things. Oh, uh, okay. That's what I'm saying. The, with the conceit itself, you're just like, that eh, doesn't sound great. But they make it work. Right. Because it's him and Ethan Suplee and Jamie Presley's his ex-wife. Oh, okay. And it's just like a town of like goofy, like they're like all like rednecks. But like the old days where rednecks could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. I've, I've seen like clips of that show and I, uh, I, they Rednecks having fun is a good way to put it. <laughs> it like looks I don't funny to me, but I just never, for some reason, I never. But it would definitely be a show where it's not like you wouldn't sit down with your wife and be like, "Here's a show we're gonna get into." It'd be something where like this is something I'm gonna put on Netflix while I'm doing something else, right? Or something that like it comes on at ten o'clock at night and you put it on when you're going to bed and stuff. Like yeah. That. All I can remember is I think every episode would end with it'd be him and because they were brothers, him and Ethan Sipley, and it'd be laying in bed together <laughs> because they only had like one room and they he would like ask him questions and i remember the one question he asked him was he's like who do you think would win in a fight he-man or the muppets <laughs> and he's just like i don't know is it just he-man or he-man and all his friends and he's like just he-man he's like muppets <laughs> there's a lot of muppets <laughs> but it was like weird shit like that is that on but the streaming like, service that earl show it's gotta be right it's gotta I be mean, it was syndicated, so maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never seen it pop up anywhere else. It, like, disappeared forever. Like, yeah. it died, and that was it. But it's, like, all those shows, like, that that whole era, you're, unless you're one of those, the, every, every like, three or four years, like, one show gets out on syndication, it gets, like, streamed everywhere. Yeah. That's, I, I don't understand, like, the the attachment to, like, friends in the office. People are like, oh, my God, do you keeping me alive? I'm like, um, friends was okay, I guess. I never thought it was that great, and... Talk about a show that went on for fucking way too long. Oh yeah. yeah, and The Office has the same problem. The Office I never got into, but like I understood why it was funny. Like I get it. Like, but I just never got into it. My 13 year old daughter is watching The Office now, and I'm not sure she should be. Because <laughs> 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 I walk by, I'm like, "What is going on now?" They're talking about sex or something. I'm like, I don't. I I, I grumble something and walk away. Usually, I don't make her shut it off anymore. I give up. <laughs> When I was a kid, my mom wouldn't let me watch The Simpsons, and now I'm a grown man, and I still won't watch The Simpsons. Because so. <laughs> I'm just not going to now. My mom wouldn't let me, so now I'll I'll show her. Yeah. show her. I'll never watch it. I didn't want to watch it anyway. My parents could have given a shit what I watched when I was a kid. They were yeah. like, oh, I watch whatever you want. We don't care. 
<laughs> but like when it was time for them to watch TV, it was like we're watching what we want. If you don't want to watch this, go away. But you could stay and watch it if you wanted to, right? They yeah. Didn't give a shit. But it didn't matter what it was. They'd be yeah. fucking watching Poltergeist, and I'm like six. Yeah. And they're like, I, you know, if you start getting upset, they just go, "Don't worry, it's not real." That was it. <laughs> that was that was all the comfort you were getting. It's not real. I watched all the slasher movies, all the fr- all the Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, all that shit in the '80s when I was still a kid. As I've said before, my 10th birthday party was to go see a Friday the 13th movie, which was rated R. So somebody had to right. get us all in. Yeah. Like, yes, these are my 12 kids. <laughs> oh, so and she wasn't think, even just taking you. She was taking the neighbor's kids and shit. Though. No. All the neighbor's kids went. <laughs> this was the 80s. Nobody gave a shit. Yeah, you're right. They were like, you're right. Now, all those movies had extreme violence and nudity in all of them. Oh, sex just like, everywhere. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. <laughs> like, I was seeing naked people before I understood, like, what... Like you're like okay, I know what boobs and all that stuff is. But like, but people will be having sex, and you're like, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I think sex means um, you both get naked from the waist up because no, but you know they still have their pants on, yeah. and you just kind of like flail around on top of somebody. And it ends with, it ends with a spear through your head. Oh, my poor first couple <laughs> sexual partners. <laughs> I would just get on top of them and do that for like thirty seconds and be like, hey, how come nobody's stabbing me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's the guy with the large pike coming in that's going to stick it through my back and kill you at the same time? <laughs> the woman's just like, get off of me. <laughs> Pretend this never happened. All right, so you might tell that this is definitely an in-between minute. Yeah, yeah. You got a big, you got a big week coming up next week. Oh, yeah, big week. Big week. We got we to gotta square the circle that is, uh, you know, it's his entire character development's going to happen next week. <laughs> yeah, Finally. Finally, waited an hour and a half for it and haven't yeah. seen it yet. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna wait another friggin' ten years, twenty years before you actually see his. Oh well, yeah, you don't see the conclusion until twenty five years later. Right, twenty five years. Ah, we'll get there someday. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. There's only what, like five movies between now and then. Oh my god. I mean, that we're actually covering. We're skipping a bunch of shit. It's like, oh, Jane Silent Bob aren't in it. Sorry, don't have to watch it. Oh, that makes sense. I guess I didn't think about that. Not yeah. just yeah. So there's no. No red state, no yoga hosers, none of that shit. Yeah. You know, I'd be okay with those too. It's just you know you can't do everything. <laughs> Special episodes, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Jersey Girl, you gonna do Jersey Girl? Uh, no, <laughs> even though George Carlin's in it, so that is a is saving it. grace. Yeah, actually, if you go back, Jersey Girl's fine. There's nothing. Yeah, it's, it's not just great, a, but it's just the, the Jersey Girl's main crime is that it's very run of the mill. Yeah, like there's no, there's no Kevin, there's not enough Kevin Smithiness to it almost. Where you're like, okay. Uh, I get it. It's, it's a movie. All right. I do not have anything else for this minute. Mike, do you have anything for this minute or I, this entire movie? No, I, I do not. It's a very interesting movie for the time period it came out, I think. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad I saw it, I guess. <laughs> a ringing endorsement that I'm sure will be on the back of the next DVD release. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Oh, does the Mike Musician plugs? Oh, yeah. Oh, plugs? Oh, okay. If you, if you feel the need. Uh, if you like the band Rush, uh, as I've said so many times in this podcast, because I love the band Rush, I have a podcast called Stellar Dynamics, uh, and I also have a radio show here in Orlando, uh, but I don't expect anybody lives in Oran- Orlando. Uh, but we're on the radio down here. Don't even worry about that part. You can also listen to DC Cinematic Minute and Doom Patrol Radio. My two good friends host that one. We are the James on the Bob Minute. We're on DuelingGenre.com. Uh, go check out our T Public site. We got a couple sh- shirts up there. You got to search the Burbs Minute to find us. That's it. You got anything else, Chef? Because when push comes to shove, I will kill your friends and family to remind you of my love. Da 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 da.
Ta ta It's from Hamilton, uh, dipshit. Boy, here we go. <laughs> oh, listen, you. I had to get one last fucking barb in. <laughs> you made it more clear than they did, so.